Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up? This your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito. And I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Hey, listen, Food Court will be coming back with new episodes this spring, but until then, here is some fun bonus content to tide you over. Today on Bonus Content on the Food Court with Richard Blaze, we're talking about the best things we've eaten, the worst things, and even some cooking fails. Lauren and Annie have a lot to say about cake versus pie, but they saved a little something for the bonus content. So Annie and Lauren, if you can share with us and the Food Court audience what are some of your worst baking disasters? Ooh, uh, one of mine was with a pie. Um, I did something terrible to the crust. I, I don't know what I did, but it turned into that coffin situation. Like, it Ooh. was just, it was inedible. And, like, and it looked so nice for once I'd finally decorated a crust. Oh. I don't usually decorate. Like, I'm oh. the, like... And I'm the practical baker. I'm like, it's gonna taste good. Just don't look at it. Yeah, that was that was up there. Ooh, was it was it lattice work with like fall foliage and just beautiful oh, beautiful yeah. scenery? It was it wasn't a lattice, but it but it was it was just there they were there were I did like little leaves and all of the little flower details and I cut all the stuff out and I drew the little oh man. It was, yeah. it should, if, if it had, th- this is why, this is why I don't try to make things pretty because I mess up <laughs> the physics. <laughs> the physics Style's get in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Annie, any baking disasters? Will you allow a candy making, baking kind oh, of disaster? Of course. Oh, no. Okay, this one's actually really hilarious because um, for this show, we did an episode on marshmallows and at the time I was really active on social media and I was trying to show like, oh, look, I'm making marshmallows for the show. <laughs> I got it stuck everywhere. And I'm recording, right? I'm filming this. So it just went horribly wrong. And I couldn't get any of the stuff to stop sticking. It got in my face and on my hair. And I couldn't turn off the camera because it was everywhere. And I didn't even get anything out of it. Sometimes with Baking Disaster, you at least get to eat it. It's sad. And you won't share it with anybody. 
but you at least get to eat it. Right. You're like, oh, it's chocolate. Whatever. It'll be right. right." No, this was a disaster in every way. It took forever to clean. I'm highly embarrassed by it. The video still exists, but I am holding on to it tightly. Ooh, lots and lots of hits on that video. I have a similar story. (laughs) When I was young, I had a liquid marshmallow accident as well, and we had like a 12-year-old neighbor babysitting for us, and I got some marshmallow in my hair, and he just decided to like cut it out and gave me a haircut. And like my mom was not very happy about it. So (laughs) I have some feelings about marshmallows as well. What about nice food memories? Some of your nicest, sweetest food memories. Lauren? Oh, gosh. Every single food memory all the time. I like mm. the, it's I, I, I eat a lot and I appreciate it every day. Let me think. Uh, give me like two seconds, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Any, 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 any nice food memories? Something sweet? Yes. I have two. One really quick one. My grandfather, I loved croissant, um, chocolate au pain. And he he made sure one of my birthdays, he had just been in France, and he bought me back a whole thing of them. Mm. And it was just like such a beautiful, lovely surprise. And then I was living in China for, for a couple of months, like almost a year. And I was sort of speaking about homesickness. And, you know, I love the food there, but you, you still get cravings for foods you can't get. And all of my friends in China did this meal where they made what they thought were classic American foods, and most of them were, like macaroni and cheese, and they made spaghetti and meatballs, and peanut butter sandwiches, and it was just so sweet that they they did that for me, and it, it really, it was fun to share it and experience it with, with them and have that moment. Amazing. Here's a tip that you didn't ask for, but I love stale croissants as croutons for kale Caesar salad. Ooh, or, or kale salad. Ooh okay, no, I, 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 I don't, Yeah, I guess because I know you like kale, kale salad, so yes. awesome. Thank you. Esther and Heather won't be sharing an apps platter anytime soon, but they have no problem sharing their opinions. Let's see, Esther, you have some very strong opinions about genres of cuisine. I mean, I have been lured into a sushi restaurant here and there, Mm -hmm. you know, out of my drunken state, but I don't eat sushi. Okay. Is it because just raw, raw fit? You're not into raw, raw fish? Well, I can't afford it. And um, besides that, no, I don't eat raw fish. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fish eater to begin with. Okay. So You should try some calamari. <laughs> I hear it's very delicate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I just get grossed out by it, mm-hmm. you know? I'm just such a Midwestern that I grew up on pizza burgers. Deep dish pizza, hot beef sandwiches. Exactly. So I'm more of like a cow eater, chicken okay. eater. So I just get grossed out when I see like anything raw. Like I don't eat like beef tartare. Mm-hmm. That's I get stuff. it. It's, you know? it's you're 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 spinning the wheel. It's it is a roulette of foodborne illness every time you eat raw food. This is yes. true. Even even as a chef who serves plenty of raw dishes, uh, Heather, what about yourself? Foods that you can't stand. I truly can like any food uh, mm-hmm. if it's prepared well. There's that's why it was hard for me to figure out how to come on the show because I like just about everything. I have preferences. I don't prefer fried food. It's one reason I like calamari because it can often be lightly fried and then mm. it's perfect. But truly, there isn't a food, I think, that couldn't be made delicious. Even kiwis? Oh, I love a kiwi. Do you love kiwis? Oh I do God. like kiwis. So, I, I think any <laughs> fruit that's like furry. Hairy on the outside. Well, that's what it is. It's, in it's, the it's, it's inside, a, it's That's nice. true. It's yeah, and you can use the, the shell as a little cup. It's I'm being such a dad right now, but like you can just use it as a little I cup. love a shell cup. Esther, best thing you've ever ate? Mm. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I'd have to say... 
best thing I ever ate. Can yeah. I just or, say or, in or, the past twenty four hours? Sure, in the past twenty four hours. I was at a weed speakeasy last night. Yes. At a cannabis dinner. LA is awesome. And we were like, they literally were bringing us joints every ten minutes. Okay. We were high off our asses. Like I smoked maybe ten joints. Nice. And the dessert was this apple <laughs> pie, rosemary apple pie, mm-hmm. and everybody had their own little cup. It was just divine. That was it. Now, do you think that it was really good or you were just so high that like whatever it was was going to be delicious? I was definitely so high. So whatever I ate, it could have been like a McDonald's apple pie. It would have been delicious. But no, it was definitely really good. But McDonald's apple pies are delicious, especially back in the day when they would fry them in actual lard. Now they fry them in in, in vegetable oil. Now they're all PC about it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Heather, what about you? Best thing you've ever I was thinking about this. There's, It was a toss-up between the heart of an artichoke because it's so much work to get there and it is so incredibly delicious. Coming out of nowhere with the heart of an artichoke. <laughs> I love it. You know, you got to boil those things and dip them in butter. That's how I feel. But, um, but actually one time I was sightseeing in Liège and in Belgium and I had this menu. It was like, I couldn't read, I know some French, but I couldn't understand anything on this menu. So I was like, just give me the special. Mm-hmm. And I ate this thing without knowing what it was. And it was a year later, I had it again. It was this perfectly cooked thing. And I was like, is this a liver? Is this chicken? It was just almost like the most tender chicken I ever had in my life. And I found out it was sweetbreads. Sweetbreads. And oh. it was such mm. an del. like I cannot forget that perfect bite. It was a fried thing again. You're fancy, but <laughs> warm I pudding and High maintenance over I, here. I am Euro trash. My mother is from the Netherlands. So we didn't have any very normal foods in the house. I had a hard time at lunchtime. It was like a parents were brought home to be like, what will Heather eat? And <laughs> it was a thing. Because I like almost everything, but I didn't get introduced to American like normal foods till I was like in college, really. Like it was other kids' That's house. That's why you were an outcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like me. Outcast. Like I I I had like uh rice and seaweed for lunch. Yeah. And the other kids looked at me like, ew. But now No, now in California now everybody that, eats seaweed. Like everyone's lunch. Yeah. It's like every become kid's lunch. A normal freaking thing to there's, eat. There's so many things I grew up with that are really popular now. Like brunch and bagel Sundays, because my dad's Jewish, like all those things everyone has now. But I grew up with like locks on bagels and then breed cheeses and things because that's my mom came to america and just was like what is american cheese that is not cheese now did you ever resent that when you were young and like your friends were like where are the mozzarella sticks i mean grilled cheese sandwiches and uh meatloaf yeah that's it those things were exotic to me and i was excited by them Meatloaf. (laughs) and the thing was my mom grew up really poor it's just that cheese in holland like right they just call it young cheese and old cheese that's gouda or howda you Mm -hmm. know and so the fancy cheese is the normal cheap cheese there. So, you know, it I wasn't. cannot believe that you brought sweetbreads into this game. I had a short-lived t-shirt company because, you know, why not? And we had a t-shirt and it was one of my most popular ones, which means we sold four or five of them. And when I was a chef in a restaurant, we had a sweetbread dish and it was lightly fried with some capers and lemon and raisins and parsley salad and all these things. And uh, they would kept getting returned to the kitchen. And this, I was like, what's wrong with the sweetbreads? They're delicious. And the server would always say, chef, they thought that it was French toast because <laughs> like it was literally. sweetbread. Like they literally <laughs> thought it was going to be a sweet bread. And you're like, no, it is the thymus gland of young cows or lambs. So oh. that's what Heather grew up eating. Warm, warm pudding, artichoke hearts, <laughs> and sweetbreads. You're <laughs> trash. Uh, Esther, how do you feel about the Chicago-style hot dog? 
You know, there's a place called Jean and Jude's mm. in River Grove where I grew up. And it has the most delicious Vienna beef hot dog. Gotta and be. they they if if you don't know, like if you ask for ketchup, they don't even have ketchup there. So if you ask for ketchup and you're an out-of-towner, you come in and get it, everybody starts making fun of you. Of course, then <laughs> so, they know. So you're you're down with the Chicago style dog too, with the hot peppers and the green relish and yes. the celery seed salt thing yeah there's um delicious relish mustard that they put on it and and the the bun is also like a little soggy and then they put the fries on top so you have oh. kind of like a taste the fries are like i like soggy fries Ooh, right that actually was <laughs> uh, that was brought to food court someone was argued it? soggy fries versus yes. crispy fries yes which is insane you should have been here for that <laughs> so they have they, they pile on the soggy fries on top of your hot dog so all the flavors just mix, and it's just delicious. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Top Chef alums Melissa and Gregory, who took on Rice First Noodles, have something to say about this. Melissa, are you, are you mad at me in, in right after no. the... <laughs> Not at all. I love okay. both. Come on, Rice That's and true. Noodles. That, that like is kind of the tough thing. thing. It's so hard. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so a little hard. like when we have comedians or, you know, writers on here and they could, you know, they have like food aversions or whatever. And they're like, I, I really hate avocados. Can't like for a chef to come out here and really go hard on something is tough. <laughs> what is a food that maybe you hate or you can't stand or you don't have in your personal or professional kitchen? Just it could just be because of a memory or anything. Give me some sort of drama with a food item. <laughs> I, I cannot stand butter. I hate butter. Butter. <laughs> I know. I know. Like butter is what? like my least favorite food in like the whole world. It's like. That I... should have been the debate today. <laughs> butter. I would have lost. I Dude, I'm so. Lost. Honestly, this, this court, as you know, is not fair. I'm so glad I didn't know that before. <laughs> wow. I would just have heard every argument you made. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say pine nuts for me. That's just like a personal preference of something I don't really like love because I've eat, I've like had bad rancid pine nuts and it threw me off forever. And I just don't eat pesto anymore and certain things like that. But like butter, boom, mind blown. Are you kidding me? Wow. We could, I, we're going to argue that one next. <laughs> I will lose. That's yeah. The I, butter I lose, one. I will lose any argument about butter. I'm like one Clearly. of like, like wow. eight oh people gosh. in the world who don't like butter. So, so do you not? There's no butter in you. Like, what about fake butter? Not st that's no vegan butter, not butter. Uh, I have I, I got some palm shortening. I'm playing. I haven't used it yet for baking, but no, I just I just use like olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil. Um, mm. Yeah, not, <laughs> not, you are cooking healthy. <laughs> so the, like, you, the, there's not a noodle dish that you 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 want to toss a knob of butter in at the end. No, but when I was training for Top Chef, I I made a bunch, but. I didn't make it that far in Italy, so I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, butter. And pine nuts I get, right? For a couple of reasons, right? right? You have you have that experience that you had some rancid pine nuts, so that's in your memory. But then also with pine nuts, you I think a lot of it is they're so expensive. Yeah, they're so expensive. Yeah, exactly. For what they are. And I'm like, I can live without them, you know? Yeah. And that like being those said, like those pine nut cookies. <laughs> like never buy me those <laughs> yeah i had like a giant bag of pine nuts in the pantry and i made my kids who don't like my food most of the time some pine nut oatmeal cookies and i was like ah, i just got a bunch of pine nuts i'm gonna throw some pine nuts in these oatmeal cookies i thought it was pretty creative and fun and they were like no don't ever do that again <laughs> 
<laughs> also, though, the reason they're expensive is behind me is a Tory pine tree, and they produce a you know a pine nut. And I will tell you this: if you have ever seen a pine nut trying to be harvested, you understand the expense mm. from. From, that from, does make sense. Yeah, in the back, but good. Okay, what about, what is your most memorable or least memorable? I'll leave it at that. Meal on Top Chef, but not competing. I'm talking like stew room, catering opportunity, uh, <laughs> PA delivering something in, in your, okay, Melissa's got one. <laughs> Sugarfish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sugarfish, like for delivery in this beautiful little bento box that was perfectly curated, made my day Ooh, every time that, that we had it. It was it was also like- I ate a lot of sugarfish yeah. this season. It was like the toughest challenges too, and then they would order it, and we'd be like between like filming, and we'd get home at like 11 and like have like the whole crew, and like they'd finally leave, and like we'd finally get sugarfish, and it was like $1,000 a pop for us, but like we were like, we want sugarfish. <laughs> We deserve was, this. Yeah. First of all, I was going to say, like, again, I'm OG Top Chef. Like, in my first season, like, we got McDonald's once. And people were like, like, we were, like, uh, loving it. So In-N-Out was another good one that we had. Fair enough. But I'm going to say, like, you can tell that the show has won awards and really is like a, a poster, of, like, iconic show now because you guys are getting $1,000 omakase sugarfish deliveries. Or divas. <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. That's probably, I'm assuming too, at one point, because I, I know it takes a lot to go back on a show because I've done it. You both have done it now. And like, I'm wondering if that was like a pitch at some point. We're going to send really good food to you while you're not competing. Um, I think they tried to be nicer to us because it was all stars, but I think we had to, we had to push a little bit for like haircuts yeah. and massages and like all that stuff. But they gave us all that stuff. He's giving away too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Awesome. Thanks, Chef. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. This was so much fun. It was fun. Hi, Melissa. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger. And we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year 
equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Deep dish versus New York pizza. It's a classic debate, but James and Jackie have even more to say. It is the time we all love bonus content. (laughs) Jackie, Hmm. let's talk about a food that was not part of the debate, but one that you absolutely hate, you despise. You can't have it. If people are eating it around you, you just just can't deal with it. Oh, um... I'm weird about condiments. There, there's certain con- well, I love condiments. Yeah. I'm very into condiments. My favorite thing is when you go into like some kind of food court and they have like the ten of the different like Heinz condiment Ooh. like containers, and I'm like, am I gonna use all of these? But there's a few condiments that I think are just like really gross, and maybe they that comes from back when I used to be a caterer and you had to pick up you know the tables afterwards. Mm-hmm. I hate ranch dressing. Ooh, a classic food court debate, ranch dressing versus blue cheese dressing. What side would you have been on? Oh, blue cheese. 100% blue cheese. Yeah, if you get wings, you got to put blue cheese on it because ranch is gross. Ranch is just gross. When you pour ranch out of a bottle, it looks gross. Right. You know? I made a keto ranch dressing the other day. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you obviously don't follow my Instagram page because (laughs) you're offending the judge, but no worries. (laughs) So is ranch, that's your, you can't stand ranch dressing. I, but I hate like, you know, the classic like Hidden Valley, yeah. like buttermilk ranch. Like the one of the most disgusting things I think I've ever seen in possibly my entire life was, um, uh, uh, this was years ago, I catered an event where for the salad dressing, they just put it in like a bowl. And this was like, like a cereal bowl size bowl. And it was just full of, on every single table, just one of these giant ranch bowls and like a ladle. And just watching these people just like ladle ranch onto like. (laughs) Seriously, in one of my restaurants, I have a ranch dressing keg. Yeah. And like people just put their mouths under under the spaghetti. I think it's not just that like I think ranch dressing is dis- I think people act disgusting around ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Fair enough. Fair enough. James, what about you? Food that you just detest? Actually, it's oddly enough, and I guess that's why we fight a lot about things, but I think blue cheese is so <laughs> disgusting. It's moldy f***ing food. Like, do not put that near my mouth. But it was found in a cave, James. I, is you, that true? You find blue cheese in a cave? This, this is mushrooms. This, this happens in, like, cold, dark, damp places. Cheese happens in natural blue cheese. states? Yes. I didn't know that. It doesn't really change my mind. So does, uh, you know, bear shit in the wood. I'm not going to eat that. It's just because it's natural. What if, but I mean, that's also how they make really great coffee. No. We've gotten to that on Food Court as well. Technically not bears, it's monkeys. Mm. But it's monkeys that eat coffee beans and then people brew coffee with those beans. And it's really, it's $50 a cup. Coffee for what we 
Cats, meerkats, cats too. monkeys. Yes. Actually, they're... coffee as we know it was <laughs> the reason we discovered it is because there was goats eating coffee cherries and they would be dancing with energy. And that's how people would be like, oh, inside of that is where the coffee bean is. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. because, I mean, it's possible that that's some sort of folklore, but it is definitely the story I've been led to believe. And... I feel like somebody just was like, James will believe this. Uh, no, I, I mean, I would look it up, but I think that's cheating. So I use my secret smarts just by pondering it later. Yeah, longer. you are pretty convincing because, to be honest with you, I'm New York style pizza all the way. Mm-hmm. So, like, you obviously have con- you know, well, convinced you. me to go with deep dish. Well, you know, it goes f- against all of my chef instincts <laughs> and my me being a native New Yorker. Yeah, I just use honesty, and I, I think the story's true because goats are t- are something that can climb mountains, and in order to have a good coffee bean, it has to be in high elevations. So, there's a lot of things that go along with that story that make it make sense. Because otherwise, what would you think to yourself? I should roast that and brew it. Yeah, and I feel like I've seen or need to then create something called dance. There's got to be a dancing goat. Yeah. Coffee shop Almost somewhere. Pagan. Uh, <laughs> Jackie, <laughs> uh, what about your most memorable meal? It could be fancy or not. Clearly, it's not a Chicago hot dog <laughs> at a Bears game. It's it's definitely never gonna be that. I can't even look at Chicago. Maybe I should have gone with that first food. I think is disgusting. I think there's too oh, much. Go get into it. The yeah, Chicago hot dog. There's way too much shit on a Chicago hot dog. Okay, there's, let's it's... break it down. Nuclear green relish. Gross. Okay. Uh, uh, hot pepper. What well, I like hot peppers, but I don't like. Sometimes when they put the peppers on, it's a whole pepper. It's like there's putting on more than like even the hot dog. Tomato. Is. It's too much tomato. They put on like the, like a fourth of a tomato. It's a salad, Jackie. It's, that... If I wanted that, then I'd cut up a hot dog and put it in a salad. <laughs> Which is pretty smart. And there's nothing there's nothing to wet down the hot dog. Like the hot dog needs some wetness and not not like gross relish wetness. It needs it mm. needs some. You don't want one of those deep dish hot dogs. <laughs> I want a chili. If I want a chili, I want a chili cheese dog. I want like something that's gonna like make me like later on feel like. Not like I just like mm, light salad hot dog. But the real kicker on a Chicago hot dog is the celery seed, which yeah. most people don't get. It adds a little salt. celery seed. It was celery salt. Celery salt. Celery salt. I'm not trying to seed. correct. No, but no, I don't know. You could. You could but be I don't, right. I've There's never a... seen seeds on a celery. And you know a... what I like about putting <laughs> celery are. salt on a hot dog is take something that's already so processed and full of sodium, and now we're like, you know what? This needs. <laughs> this needs a little this bit more salt. salt. There you go. Well, this actually brings up another classic debate when it comes to hot dogs mm-hmm. ketchup and mustard or just mustard james i don't know i really struggle with that i like it both <laughs> ways but if i'm in chicago i'm not putting any ketchup on it because i know and where I I, hate that. or at least yeah, not I, out, I'm, outside. i've been intimidated out of having you know ketchup on a hot dog in chicago but i secretly like it like you're an outsider so jackie ketchup on a hot dog okay ketchup on a hot dog okay in, ke- in fact i've gotten like a plain hot dog at a chicago hot dog stand i'm like i'm gonna need some ketchup for this and they're like we don't have that i'm like well, you. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like you. If I paid eight dollars for you this are, hot dog, I want to have what I yes. want on it. You are an asshole restaurateur if, like, you have a hot dog stand and you don't have ketchup. Yeah, right? I've I've gone into a restaurant across the street from a hot dog stand in Chicago to go get a packet of ketchup for a hot dog. Mm, that's that's some that's some hardcore stuff, right? There. And then I never went back, and I told the guy I was gonna do it. Now I'm just gauging your. Uh, what about since this was a pizza debate? Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? I love pineapple on pizza. I love cooking pineapple. Ooh, I like it in stir fry. I like it in a lot of stuff. Changing the sweetness to a more caramelized yes. sweetness. Okay. Cooking that up. 
Jackie, pineapple on pizza? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I just, I'm not, I get the sweet, the salt and sweet thing. I'm not even like really, like, I, I don't have a huge opinion on I just don't personally like pineapple that much. Like, if I get a Dole Whip, it's whatever other flavor they have besides mm. pineapple. Yes, it's got to be the half and half Dole Whip. Is I, the way to go, right? They Can't have a raspberry like a, one now, and it's like raspberry is where I'm going. I don't know, and I know that's like I, I I'm not even I'm mad at myself almost for like saying because I just not into pineapple. Mm. It's never have been. My dad's growing a pineapple. He has for um, I think it's on like year six. It takes forever to grow pineapple. <laughs> right. and now when I don't want to. Finally I, has it. When you say a pineapple, you're not literally meaning. I mean one pineapple. How do you right. grow one pineapple? You 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 cut off that when you get a pineapple like a full pineapple, you cut off the top. And then you stick it like in some soil. <laughs> no. I'm not kidding. Yes. That's how you grow a pine. But it grows that's one. That's would be off the top of the tree. This is some like food influencer blogger thing yeah. right there. But that's and working. it takes so long to grow. And you got to do the time lapse footage of that <laughs> to really like drive it home. So the it. pineapple part grows below the soil. Yeah, like a like, like a, a potato. potato? Weird. Well, it's kind of like an avocado, right? If you crack the 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 seed of an avocado and put it in some like warm water in a mason jar. That's supposed to also grow an avocado. I didn't yeah, know but that the, either. Yeah, but that's from a seed. This right. is like you cut off the top. This is you just, just like, stick the top in some, and it like starts growing a new one. It'll grow anywhere. Like no. sidewalk. No, okay, you got no, it. No, it. You you got it. You got to give <laughs> it like new. It'd be pineapple everywhere. No, it's not. It's not that easy. But uh, with some care, yes, you can do it. But like years. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Listen, everyone, what do you think? I know that you're going to let me hear about it on social media. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Bamahi. Food Court was created by our executive producer, Christopher Hasiotis. The rest of my Food Court clerks are Gabrielle Collins, David Wasserman, and Jasmine Blaze. The theme song is by Jason Naismith. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite food shows. And until next week, Food Court is adjourned. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.